everyone, it's Ghostwatch 2017! I'm Coriander Dickinson, and I have a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016. And I've invited some people to talk to me about it today. Well, Welcome to the show, Adam Wasserman. Hi. I do not have a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016, but I have watched a lot of Kamen Rider. And Alexi Peppers! I'm Alexi. I've never seen... Common Rider, or listened to Ghostwatch before now, but I work with Corey, and I'm kind of just game for talking about stuff. I'm loading up the website right now to find out what our episode is called, because this is episode I, four. I already know. I took Are you notes. ready? Uh, Are you ready for the title? I'm ready. You, you're the one that started all of this with the. Do you want me to count it down? Well, you yeah. have to tell us once, because I don't know what we're going to oh. be saying. <laughs> like say. Episode four. That's not That's a not Naginata. Naginata. All right. I, I've got it. Are you ready? Okay. Or was ready? that our try? <laughs> I'm ready. Wait, are we going to say episode four? That's good. You're already Episode happy? four. That's not a Naginata. That's not a Naginata. It's still not a Naginata, and we're still... I'm still going to have to fix that in post. Anyways, uh, here's the theme song for the show. Please, everyone, settle settle in for a bit. I'm hitting play. We were watching the show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirt, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest post that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing the show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. It's very satisfying. So do you listen to Little Lily Swing like twice every uh, uh, every time you record uh, Ghostwatch 2016? No, I have some special chopped up versions of it that I just import and then I just kind of uh, scooch them around a little. Yeah. Now that I've set okay. like the the levels with them. I see. That's how the sausage gets made. I do make some sausage. <clears throat> Corey, they can't. They can't see you. They can't see they, the words. They don't like have to see me. They can. They can feel me with their ears. Yeah, you can hear I'm, that. I'm. I'm vibrating Ooh. tiny bones inside someone else's skull. How with dare my you. thoughts. They consented to this. Well, I mean, most people depends on how loud they're playing the episode. Alexi. Yes. Do the do the thing. <laughs> Do my my excellent, not at all confused summary of episode four. Yeah, um, I mean, like Anari you can. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You can tell us about the episode, the episode four of *Common Rider Ghost* that the real show is, and then Adam can tell us about the fake show, my yeah. show, my work. Right. That one. Right. Yeah. Your show like... is real in its way. They, they did start off this episode with the Michael Bay shot from episode three repeated, which was a good kind of bang for their buck, very literally. 
Like they, they'd gone to the trouble once, so they were going to use it twice. You know, it, it's... My summary is very based around the things that I notice and care about, <laughs> which is that early on, um, Onari mentions Shibuyu and, like, Yuru. Like, he drops two names of people who'd found out something, and they aren't people I think we've met, so I, I was trying to decide if those were the names of the temple boys who've never been named before. So that was what I was focused on, and it has no bearing on the rest of the plot whatsoever. Did you discover the answer by the end of the episode? No, it, it literally never came up again, unless I missed something. Yeah, their name are Shibuya and Narita. Okay, so that was them. They didn't actually appear in the episode or anything. They just got name-dropped. That's normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They might more, as well not exist. More important. Until they do. Gramps was a budgie. <laughs> right, he had that onesie. Yes, he had a, a Kigurumi budgie. And it was the usual thing where, like, it seems like now the way that this goes down is that Onari gets word of a client who knows about ghost stuff. Which also is always going to be common rider stuff. So they just team up. It's Nobunga? Nobunaga? Yes. Yes. Who is the hero of the week. We're back to actually Japanese heroes instead of fictional English <laughs> storytelling characters. But uh, yeah, there's a business tycoon who's turned into an asshole. So, <laughs> Ghost magic has magically transformed this perfectly normal CEO into an asshole. I, with ghost magic. Watch us solve the mystery. Also, there was this, like, blasé kind of thing of, like, yeah, and there's been a bit of spooky stuff happening, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, your typical, like, oh, did someone else close that window? But no, they cut to it, and it's literally, like, everything in the office is floating... <laughs> two feet off of their respective surfaces. That's how you know ghost magic is around. Yeah, you know, it's a little spooky. Totally not extremely concerning. So, Takeru sneaks in in ghost form, and then turns into not a ghost, right in the CEO's office for some reason, and totally gets caught. And the CEO explains that he has this kind of letter from Nobunaga. So that sets up how this whole icon deal is going to go. And uh, they bond over Takeru's dead dad again. <laughs> don't worry, it's the, it's the last time you'll hear about dead dad. It's, it's not... It's not <laughs> I don't know, it seems like a relevant. theme. But, uh, and there's a spooky secretary lady. And... Takeru eavesdrops on them, and it seems pretty obvious that she is pushing the CEO to be an asshole, which must somehow contribute to Ganma badness. Meanwhile, Akari and Onari have gone to one of these haunted offices with a sweaty businessman and <laughs> discover a map that totally has an eye on it that apparently no one is able to notice until Akari fills in the very small amount of negative space in this eye picture. It's the last probably... eye map you'll ever see, too. <laughs> Not a lot of eye maps. 
And I think I've maybe skipped over the first time that the um, the Ganma appears, because the Ganma is very notable. He's a Alice in Wonderland Ganma for reasons that I don't understand at all. There's no connection. Yeah. There's not a, a, a set in stone reason for that. No I can't explain it. To the Ganma on the show. Sometimes yeah, the, theme. the villains are not themed in accordance yeah. with the heroes. Yeah. Last week I was kind of, I was angry because I didn't see how the axe Ganma related to Robin Hood. I told you, it's, it's, it's Robin Hood's mortal enemy, axe horse. I, uh, it was still though, like kind of, they were both like medievally, like. And today just, we have, I mean, like Nobunaga's fought Pokemon. Why wouldn't he fight the Mad Hatter? Like yes, no. On, like with like not, like with them on his side, like at his side, Pokemon against Pokemon, not. He's still trying to take against. over modern day Japan with his Pokemon army. Okay, I never played that game. I assumed it was set in the ancient times. Oh what? No. <laughs> okay, now I want to play it. <laughs> I also thought it was set in the ancient times. Pokemon Conquest? I don't yeah. know when the setting is, because there's, like, Pokemon and gyms, and I don't know, I assume people have guns. It's it's not that <laughs> old. It's true, people have guns in Pokemon, so... Yeah. Anyway. It's a cool Godma. The book pauldrons are actually super neat. Like, it, is it, it was a cool design. Though I like that the design was entirely in the top half, and then he just had black tights. But like the design gets more so once as you as you look up his body. Like even the bird on his hat has a hat. Oh, uh, and that was also so fun in that after he duplicates himself and Takeru kills the wrong one, it felt like a children's TV show in that it was like, guess what? He picked the wrong one. The right one had a bird on its head, and then it literally does a like zoom in spotlight shot of the bird on the correct one's head as if to be like did you spot the difference <laughs> it was just so weirdly patronizing that <laughs> i felt it is a show for tiny babies apparently um anyway the eye map was relating to the ganma finishing his plan of lifting the whole dang like multiple city blocks into the sky, raising the stakes of this show much further, further than they've ever been raised before. I am a huge Thank sucker you. for any floating island city type things. I just, I love them so much. I have a, I have a Kamen Rider O's movie for you. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think they got flipped over. No, I can't remember. Anyway. Well, Still a huge section having a thing happen to it. It was a very big deal previously in this show. Like, this is, it's just, it feels like very quickly that the stakes have ramped up. Because before it was kind of like individual people were being menaced and the occasional car got cut in half. But now we have an entire <laughs> chunk of the city lifting into the sky. Uh, they still have a budget at this point on the show. Yeah, it, like, episode four seems really early for things to go that bad just because of some random Mad Hatter Ganma. Nonetheless, that was what happened. And I know that I'm getting timeline stuff. Lifting the city doesn't seem like the Mad Hatter's power set. 
Like that feels more like Astro Boy or something like that. <laughs> Is that another name for the pretty boy with the feather no. in his hair? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> what? You'll know Astro Boy. All right. <laughs> See, Adam, it works. I know. I can just say the things. No, Astro Boy would lift the city. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're right, even if you're not being euphemistic. <laughs> it does. I'm being entirely euphemistic. I know. I forgot for a minute, but then I remembered. So, mm -hmm. it works. Perfect. Speaking of, of new characters, turns out that Newton has an icon that just was was there for Takeru that he didn't know about. And there are just so many implications of this, which came up in Ghostwatch 2016, which I appreciated, because I was sitting there just like, this raises so many questions, and Takeru asks only, like, the least important one later to Gramps. Because it's this whole thing of, like, he's going to be dead forever if he can't get the right number of icons. This is the most important thing in his undead life. And yet... When he finds out that there's this extra icon that no one told him about that they totally had already, it doesn't occur to him to ask, like, hey, does this count towards my tally? How many actual icons exist? Any of those questions that are literally life and death. So I have a problem. He don't care. He dead. Especially because, yes, Ghostwatch 2016 established that that is an icon from another series of Kamen Rider. I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna cover this. In oh, some that'll detail come up later. All right. Don't worry. Okay. But I think we happened. said it. It might be part of the crossover with Drive. It might have been from a movie crossover or something. Like when they, because they introduce Urusen before the series starts. So I think there was an icon involved in that thing, but I haven't seen it. I guess Adam will will inform us of the full details shortly. Oh, he will. But that was confusing, and, and but he does get the new power of Newton, which is power of attraction, obviously. And repulsion. Yeah. And I had the exact same thing that you guys did, in that as Takeru realizes that he is standing underneath this city that's going to crush him, I was like, how is he going to get out of this? This is a terrible situation for Takeru. What kind of new gimmick are they going to have to pull out for him to not be killed by this falling city? <laughs> and the gimmick is just that they put him in places of peril, but he's actually already dead. <laughs> and I can't believe that I keep forgetting that, apparently. Well, it's like he's, he's in a solid form. Like, he doesn't appear semi-transparent like all of the other ghosts or anything like that. It's just a man will be crushed by a falling city. That's a Typically. common you know, sort of setting, you're like, you're prepped for that already. You're like, oh man, he's gonna be crushed, he's the victim of of fate. No, already dead. Yeah. Fooled you. The way that he pops his head out of the sidewalk is very fun. And, um, yeah, he, he ends up on the roof with the CEO, who almost goes full evil power which Takeru solves through a magic hug again, which is another thing. I thought that the dead dad and the magic hug was going to be something specific to the bond he had with Lady Robin Hood last episode. So they bonded, the hug made sense. 
Oh, be prepared to be mystified. He'll hug anybody. He'll hug anyone, but also you won't understand. I already didn't understand this time why the mystified. Yeah, you're not going to. It's not going to make sense, and I got nothing for you. Uh, And I love that the Takeru that we know and love is still back, because earlier in the episode, I was impressed by his ability to henshin while jumping off a building. And I was like, you know what? And I said last episode, too, that Takeru's gotten cool, and he's gotten the hang of his powers. But then, but then, he gets into close combat fight with Mad Hatter and his many clones, and which of his magic hoodies does he pick? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. The long-distance man. Uh, the very singular target ranged character. Yeah. And then he basically just ends up having to hold the bow and try and punch Mad Hatter with his other hand. So that's the dumb Takeru that we know and love, and I'm glad that he's not gone, because that was just the worst tactical decision. You're glad? Like, you don't want to see him be competent? No, I kind of like bumbling dumb Takeru. You want him to go all, like, Mr. Magoo and not just, like, Starfleet Academy? Yeah, I want a 50-50. Man, you should watch Kamen Rider Denno. Alright. Anyway. I'm just, gonna, and, uh, I'm just gonna drop Kamen Rider shows. Just keep keep dropping, dropping those sweet facts. Those you should watch Ka- Kamen Rider Denno. You heard it here first, folks. Ghostwatch 2017 <laughs> recommends hey. watch a different show. Other other uh, other common writer fans are not are nodding knowingly at that that they're like yeah. I believe you that there are other common writer fans. Well, there would have to be, wouldn't there? <laughs> I know not they get shows for me. Sweet, sweet merch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they have to be selling the toys to someone. Oh wow, that is cool merch. Um, oh no, there weren't talking- enough Nobunagas to go around. I I only have one Nobunaga. Ah. Takeru kills the Ganma, he hugs the CEO, he temporarily leaves to save the city, which seemed like this total thing of like, oh, he's made the trade-off, and now the bad guys are gonna get this icon. But no, he just gets back in time, there's no drama. Uh, except, new, cooler, improved Kamen Rider. Takeru has one horn, this guy has two. (laughs) Obviously. Better. He's right. got a sweet guitar theme song. Oh. A cool face. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed Adam. <laughs> cool face. She's not yeah. wrong. It's, it's true. I just would not have personally described it like that. That's why Alexi is valuable. <laughs> no, I, Don't you understand, Adam? I, I mean, you think I, you know I'm, everything. But did I'm you even notice that Kamen oh Rider Spectre is so much cooler because he has two horns and a guitar theme? And a cool face. I kind of really, really want Alexi to watch Forza. I yeah. really want, yeah. Just I really like it. Oh, but can you imagine Meteor? Like, Meteor's, oh my God. Meteor's yeah. henshin is one of my favorite things on the planet. And I just want I want to hear that described the first time. <laughs> It'll be something I never noticed. It'll be like, oh, you're right. Meteor is way cooler than I thought. Yeah. And you already think he's pretty cool. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Spectre is a badass. He is. That's the other thing, is that he is also just, personality-wise, they immediately established in his, like, three lines that he is the badass type. And, uh, yeah, he basically just did everything cooler than Takeru. But you buy it, right? It's oh, like, you, you don't begrudge that. You're not just like, oh, he's trying to be cool. No. He is cool. He is cool. He's got two horns. Like, it's just math. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets this one and buggers off. And again, this leads to important questions because my understanding of Takeru's whole deal was that it was a zero-sum game that he needed every icon or was going to be dead forever. And I can confirm that, that yeah. it is a zero-sum game. So, the fact He's that just this... really bad at game theory. <laughs> he is! Because he didn't seem at all concerned by the fact that, like, oh, I literally will never be able to live unless I get that back from that cool dude who's mathematically twice as cool as I am, and probably yeah, twice as strong. You can do a Nash equilibrium in this situation, when you clearly can't. <laughs> it took a course on game theory. I was, I, was, I was wondering if you were just, like, making an arbitrary beautiful mind movie joke, or no. if you understood that Nash Equilibrium is game theory. Yeah, no, I took a course. It was a philosophy I course. Didn't. There was a lot of math. I didn't. I was amazed. I was just like, oh, oh, that's why Nash is important. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Way too much math. It was difficult. Anyway. Math is good. Yeah, math is good, but I'm not good at math. That's, yeah, that's rough. I think that's they true. Hurt me for this. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to solve this equation. That that's the episode, and then yeah, because like, they go back. They did come out on top by one icon, but they also lost one, which seems like a big deal. And so they, oh, they got Newton, and Spectre stole Nobunaga. Yeah. So. So you can see why I desired the Nobunaga icon. Right. right. It's like the coolest so far and also yeah i totally agreed with the ghostwatch 2016 assessment that in terms of the um ghost hoodie this was probably the coolest one yet it had a very cool design which made it disappointing that it was takeru that didn't get it because i don't know what to expect from this television show but i assume we will still see takeru transform more often than specter because I and here's the thing. This is how ignorant I am. I don't know if this turns into a like Power Rangers thing where there's a team of common riders working together. I've never seen any show like this before. I'm actually there's no talk guarantee. About that a bit too. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm just gonna talk about it. I'm gonna time. I'm gonna lead and and say confidently my own assumptions of there's no guarantee that it, there is a team up between common riders on a common rider show. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. So, I don't know if we'll get to see uh, Nobunaga's cool jacket as much as we could have. So, that's a bit of a bummer. But, overall, this is a good episode. It was funny that I found it harder to try and remember what happened in what order, even though surely it was much more tame in terms of just buck wildness than, like, episode three. Maybe that's why. There weren't as many standout moments. There was a Cobra phone. And yeah. Spectre, Spectre was the coolest part. I feel like a lot of things happen in this episode. 
Because they introduce Spectre and Nobunaga and Newton, and they and pull the gag scene. the first time of putting the ghost in danger. Yeah. Mad Hatter's there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of balls in the air. Hold on one second. Uh, Ian, you're entirely on camera, just so you know. That's fine. Right. Hi, All right. Man. Adam says hi. Did you get my my hip chat stuff about um, Kent's Bernadon thing? Yes, and how there's like Is a he... library to do Alexis. Yeah, stuff. no, he told me. Yeah, he told me about it at like uh, GDC. I met him and the writer at a party, and then I was just like, "What? You made an Alexa like choose your own adventure kaiju fight game? Yes, sign me up." And then it was like, oh, there's this library to do Alexa stuff on the Pi, and there's actually just a distribution for Windows, so you can just, like, do Alexa crap. Yeah. And now I get emails from Amazon whenever they change their Alexa system. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a downside, but no, I'm totally going to check it out. I, yeah. I did get that hip chat. I might wait. And there are, there are other games. There are other games for the Alexa, so. The field of, like, audio text adventures through Alexa yeah. is this very exciting thing that I did It's know so about. cool. Yeah. You're going to have Alexa in your house, and it's going to get activated, like, 5,000% more often than in most people's places at any time somebody says your name. Yes, I could never have an Alexa. It is much too close to my name. You don't mm. have to change your name. Well, I like this one. It's also okay. weird, because it's a weird enough name that I don't meet anyone who has mm. it. So I hear I have... you. Yeah, exactly. But that means that I have no filter. Like, if I hear someone say what sounds like my name, they must mean me. My name sounds like sorry. That's difficult. I'm sorry for you. I had a lot of trouble um, not paying attention in uh, chemistry class when they were talking about atoms. Yeah. I kept whipping my head up. I probably should have been paying attention. But I was trying to read. But yeah, hey, you wrote it down. Seems really cool. I'm probably going to save it and play it when I'm hanging out with my brother, who's the other big kaiju fan. Mm. I would say put it on the projector at the office, like have a hangout thing, but... Because I know, I know some of those people would be into that crap. Probably <laughs> Phil, and Phil is also the most elusive person. I'm teaching a, a work thing on how to build a Twitter bot. I wonder if I should try and see if you can Skype in, if you want to. I have Twitter bots. Oh well, then you don't I need do. me to teach you. <laughs> I use I use Twirl to it's 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 a curl syntax for Twitter. So good, it's just a like a command line utility. And then I just have like a a cron job that runs on servers. Okay, I'm going to teach you like... using uh, tracery, which is a JSON. Okay. Class. How many Twitter bots do you still have active, Corey? Three, only okay. three. Fair enough. And I don't have any of their, like, posting schedule randomized. Uh, but, anyways, uh, is the episode over? No, we need Adam's bit. Let's go to Adam. Oh, I meant, I meant, I meant your recap of the episode, not oh. Adam's. Oh, we, of course we need Adam. Thank you. I contribute. He's yes. like half the show. Come on, <laughs> Adam, you have to fill Take half an hour of talking now. <laughs> okay, yes. That is my. No, I'm just. I'm just. Now. I'm just here to sit back and receive your feedback, like just mm. honestly, and I'm yeah. ready for it, Adam. I mostly have feedback, and more. I have some clarification. Okay. <laughs> Ominous. Just like basically um, speak very loudly into your microphone. 
I have a question. Uh, do you ever get fan art, like, at all? Uh, we have received, other than, like, all of the the Condor phone and yeah. the icons from Jason Kaus, uh, we got... We've got pictures of people eating takoyaki together. Delightful. At different, like, anime conventions or events or things. They're like, oh, I see takoyaki. Here, Ghostwatch, here's a picture of takoyaki. And then I'm like, oh, I can't eat it. I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, no, people, people leave pleasant comments, but mostly they don't make stuff about the show. Okay, I was just curious. I didn't mean that to sound accusatory. No, just, yeah, there, there, there was a second request for fan art in this episode. Yeah, no, we were always yelling at people to break to give us <laughs> fan art and stuff. It's just sure. a, it doesn't really happen. Okay, it's because that's not how you get art. You don't just yell. <laughs> that's impolite. We we've we've built this entire universe for, from our minds, Alexi. Oh well, things get very elaborate. You just you just tell artists that they should be giving you free art. And if they tell you they can't, you tell them that they're terrible people. That's how how am I works. supposed to collect spec work other ways? I know. Yeah. That's, they'll get exposure. What are they looking for? Money? They shouldn't be asking for money if it's art. God. Yeah, so, uh, like, I have an artist that I, I commissioned to do some work uh, named Featherweight, and he did the, uh, like, logo for both shows, uh, Ghostwatch mm -hmm. 2016 and Ghostwatch 2017. And he worked on the coloring book a little for me, the science and mm. love coloring book, mm. which is mm. kind of on hiatus until I get more money or until some of the commissions get finished. Because mm -hmm. some are outstanding. Well, I'd like to think they're all outstanding. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> all right. Okay, so that was my question. Um, I got a couple of things to talk about this week. Uh, back to the, the talk about uh, there being more than one common Rider on a show. Uh, in, the, uh, in the classic uh, Showa era, normally only had like one common Rider, uh, like actual common Rider, except for uh, in the first common Rider series, uh, the actor who played common Rider hurt himself uh, real bad while doing a stunt, so they had to replace him for a while with another guy. Uh, so there were, t and then once he got better, they both they were both on the show at the same time. So there's common. Rider, is he the guy the that they brought Rider in Eagle. for like the common writer Ichigo? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, okay. but he was they, he was as a, as a different character. Can, so they can didn't you all... just try to like swap him out, like swap him out wholesale. Can you imagine? And this is just a dumb tangent, but this just struck me as a really nice thing, but also a weird thing. Can, can, you, can you imagine if it was a play? And, like, it was Hamlet, and the Hamlet actor got sick, so they brought out the understudy, and then they were like, oh, it's mean to tell you to go away. So then, when the main guy got better, there were just two Hamlets. Because <laughs> it sounds like that's what happened with Tom and Ryder. If Hamlet was, uh, was being written episodically, <laughs> and he figured out a way to do that. But yeah. no, Hamlet's, Hamlet's, like, the perfect example of this, just, like, the... He's, he's very clearly the main hero. There is, mm -hmm. like, that touch of wackiness and self-awareness and, and gag stuff that mm -hmm. Shakespeare always injects. Uh, and then I think the, the, the series after that, they had Rider Man, who's considered canonically to be one of the, the uh, common writers from the Showa era. 
Um, even though he's not actually called, he's just, he's called Rider Man. He has a weird costume and he has like a hook hand thing going on. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, typically in the the Showa era, it was just like one rider, one show. They didn't um, introduce like more char- like more rider characters as the show went on. Uh, when they brought the brought Common Rider back for the Heisei era. Um, in the first series, they just had they just had the one character they focused on him. It was kind of more of a sciencey, like more of a science fiction show. Which which was the first Heisei series? Uh, Kamen Rider Kuga. Kuga, and that's still kind of insect themed, isn't it? Yeah, Kuga still looks. Uh, he looks like a beetle. Yeah. Then from then on, uh, there's always been at least two or th- uh, two or three. Riders, they don't usually. Um, typically, they introduce like this, the second rider, like the backup rider or whatever, later on in the show, like maybe about a third of the way through or so. Um, but there are some series where they have, uh, like a whole bunch of riders, uh, and then those they'll just like start introducing them wholesale, like whenever, like shows okay. like um, Gaim or like if there's if there's some mechanic to get the rider transformation powers, they're just like and here. Yeah, like in some cases, there's there's a reason. Uh, like in Ryuki, they're having this common rider tournament type thing where so there's they're always introducing new riders who are who are part of the battle that they're waging that kind of thing. Uh, but typically, you've got right. like, the main rider and then like one or two, maybe one or two other other guys show up later. Um, usually, what happens um, or had been happening is that when they do the um, the crossover movie with the previous rider in the winter, uh, there'll be a little teaser right at the end of it where they'll show like a silhouette or from the back or whatever of the the new rider who's going to show up. So like fans like, yeah, get a chance to speculate and well, they, compare fans have them. Probably already seen pictures of them in in like whatever oh, from shooting by then, but yeah, yeah. in like Terebikun or something. But uh, yeah, because they pro- they they promote the stuff ahead of time. But uh, so it's. It's unusual for a show that isn't going to introduce like fifteen writers, like ten writers or something, to introduce like the secondary writer like in episode, basically episode three. Uh, that's that's kind of unique to Ghost, and it's kind of interesting. Mostly because they're setting it up as a they're setting up their relationship as being oppositional as opposed to being uh, buddy buddy at first. So. Yeah, they're straight rivals. Yeah, scooping up scooping up his precious icon. Because Taco can't do math, but we can. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to uh, the uh, why does he have this icon that we haven't heard of? So, new writers, generally speaking, have been uh, in the Heisei era. Uh, I can't remember when they started doing this. It was probably probably around W. Uh, that general that general era, anyway. But they would um, do a thing which they've been doing in the Sentai movies for quite a while, where the new writer uh, in their in their fi- their um, final movie, which usually comes out about like a month before the series actually ends, uh, they'll have a, a scene where the new writer from the next series shows up and helps them fight a little battle and then takes off again. Uh, I know they did that with Forze. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, Forze showed up in the uh, in the O's movie, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But starting with uh, *Common Rider Drive*, which is the series that came right before *Common Rider Ghost*, I believe they did that in the movie too. But they also had a, a wrap-up episode after the plotline had wrapped up, where 
uh, they actually did a little crossover with Ghost, where Ghost shows up. They have like a little adventure together, and that's where the new, where he got the Newton icon. Right. Well, so it was actually the final episode uh, of uh, Drive. Drive, as opposed to being from the movie or something like that. But that's uh, just more confusing. It's it's to create continuity from one show to the other because otherwise nothing else carries over. It's so weird that there's any continuity between the universes. Like, there why the hell? Technically. I mean, technically, there is when they're in a movie together. There's there's a long history of things, but but like otherwise not. <laughs> consolidating the world of like, Gaim yeah. with Ghost. Yeah, that's really rough. Well, Gaim is set in its own like little like fake like its own little fictional fake city universe. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it's interesting. The new, the latest Sentai series, which involves the Earth being like um, taken over by aliens, they had they they did a crossover thing in the last um, few episodes uh, with uh, Deca Ranger and Space Sheriff Gavin, and they had to specifically say that the Q Rangers were were from another universe because it doesn't make sense for uh, there to be a bunch of other Sentai teams that are not saving the world from these aliens that have mostly taken it over. Like with Common Rider, they also do the Sentai crossover. They did. They did a couple of the Sentai crossovers, and then they just started doing Common Rider crossovers where they brought all the Common Rider together and like guest starring Super Sentai. So this like one Sentai would show up like briefly and do a thing, fight a giant. Well, in this series, we have the Red Ranger from uh, Zero Ranger. Yes. Oh right, yeah, because they yeah they did the cross promotion. They did a crossover, so it's like. Zero Ranger exists in the same yeah. world as Ghost, and it's really weird. <laughs> Technically, yeah. And uh, what they what they did the first couple of times when they were promoting those crossover movies is they actually did like a one hour story that was like one block. It wasn't like there's a crossover in this episode and a crossover in the other. It was just all one block. Like in the first time they did it was actually with um, Gaim and Tokyo. That's strange too. Yes. It, well, basically, the Tokyo's train stops at the at, at the Gaim station. So, Alexi, uh, Tokyo is a train-based yeah. t- Sentai team, and oh, they of course. they have like it's railroad tracks on their masks, and they have like these little toy trains, and they can swap them, which is new. And they actually did this. They they made a lot of like really really good jokes about how the two the two um, like Sentai and Kamen Rider do things very differently, like. Like there's this the Sentai guys are fighting a giant monster, and one of the the uh, Gaim characters is in his office tower, and they do the thing where he's like looking out the window and he doesn't see anything, and he turns back and he's on the phone. He's like, "There's no giant monster out there. What are you talking about?" And they go back behind him and he turns back around and they're gone. <laughs> and apparently he can't hear things. So, but it was, it was it was cute. So they were doing it that way, and I guess they decided that that was off-putting or too much work or something. So now they have just have let the episode sort of go and then Johnny Zoo Ranger shows up for no reason. Um, because it's the, se- because it's the second half of superhero time they've already met in the previous episode. So he's like, Hey, how's it going? I know you. Thanks for coming to help me after I helped you in your episode. Blah, blah, blah. And superhero time is that one hour block where they play Sentai and Kamen Rider back to back. It's like a, it's a two hour block and uh, Kamen Rider and Sentai and Kamen Rider are the last hour of it. What's the first hour? First hour is um, Precure and whatever um, Toei, I think, yeah, Toei owned collectible shonen show they're doing. Like, so, like, the dinosaur collecting one or the bug collecting one or whatever. Because there's always a new Precure show every year, so. 
Okay. For you. Yeah. It's been going on forever. I'm starting to wonder if I have to get into that. I I keep hearing about Precure, and my brain just is like, Pretty Cure, and I'm like, no, but still. Yeah, there's a lot of them at this point. They're basically... They're they're basically the um, the Sentai or Common Rider equivalent of girls' cartoons. So yeah, I find it fascinating how deep this goes. As they're, someone who knows nothing about any of it, as as somebody who's been digging into it for like the past six or seven years, like it goes pretty deep. That's not even going into like a show like Deno, which has so many spinoffs after it ended. That crossover. They did spinoffs for Deno. Well, Deno was super popular. Uh, so they, after it ended, they kept doing, um, movies for it that would, and they would have a, like a cameo appearance by whatever Kamen Rider was, was still around. So they did some movies like that. Uh, eventually they ended up like replacing like the main human characters almost entirely with, um, de-aged versions of themselves. And then, oh. uh, they introduced like the main character's son from the future. Uh, and they capped it off with like the three part, um, three standalone movies that sort of cover that focused on specific characters and sort of tried to, to cap off some of the stuff from the show, but there's a lot of it. There's um, and there was like little web animations um, of the sort of the Gunma equivalents on the show. Uh, Cause some of them team up with the, with the main character. Deno's really good. Like there's a reason why Deno is super popular. Okay. Uh, but anyway, point being, uh, that's where the Newton icon came from. It was from the last episode of Drive, and I guess right. they had to reintroduce it somehow. So you're uh, saying... Which also means that you'll get to see X-Aid in the last episode of Ghost. Uh, does that mean that it was Takeru who got that icon, just in, a, in a, yeah. another timeline crossover? It's the, the timeline's weird, right? Because it's it doesn't really fit into Ghost properly, because you have to assume that the show, like has been happening for a little while when the crossover with, with the drive happens, even though Ghost hadn't started. So like it, theatrically in like in like Earth time, uh yeah. Ghost follows Drive. But yeah. in story timeline, he didn't hit the Newton Icon while he was alive. No. It's it, so it's it, it overlaps a bit. So I would I mean I'd say it's probably like episode two point five, arguably. Right, so episode three, I, can't remember. I think, is where they do, like, the, the, the slight sneak peek tease for Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, and Spectre doesn't show, doesn't show up in, in Drive, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, it, I mean, they had to kind of clutch it in, is basically. Okay. Okay. I think, I think the, ex, the, the, the expectation is that most of the actual viewing audience will, would have seen that episode anyway. Oh, look, tiny little children. See, now that is a thing I'm curious about, and I can't figure out how to sound it without it possibly sounding like I'm an asshole. Which I don't want to be. This is a show for babies. Is it a show that is mostly enjoyed by children? Or is it, like, more split? Because it sounds like all this stuff with, like, multiple timelines and all these combo shows and crossovers, like, it sounds like a thing for adults to appreciate, but then it still is, like, partnered with McDonald's and selling toys. You know, yeah, are, like, anime. You know, like, Madoka Magica? And you hear about it, it's like, oh, it's massively serious, and death, and undercutting, you know, stereotypes about magical girls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The main writer for that wrote Gaim. Yeah. 
there's industry crossover with immensely talented people that just mm-hmm. like know how to craft a tale or like love common writer from being love common writer like grew up with it it's like it's in some ways it's like modern doctor who where it's just like fans of the show are now mm-hmm. working in it okay. and if you think of a show like like your naruto or your one piece or whatever which are still kids shows they do get pretty dark are those yeah. kids shows yes. yes the shonen yeah huh. yeah yeah you don't want to get into seinen like ooh. no um i'm kidding i love <laughs> <laughs> all over that <laughs> Kamen Rider is I mean targeted at slightly older tiny babies for sure that's I think it's that's like why it's 10 to ish 10 year olds yeah I'd say. but if you um if you watch Sentai um like what which which of course I do uh what um what the more recent Sentai shows have been doing is they the they have an ending credit sequence um which Kamen Rider doesn't and for the, like the last five or six years um the ending sequence is usually the uh the Sentai Heroes doing um, doing a dance that um, can be replicated by the tiny children who watch the show, oh. and then what, and then um, what they often do um, is they get they submit uh, a request for the tiny children to film themselves doing the dance and send it in, and they play them over the ending credits. And they are <laughs> they are some small ass children. Let me tell you, they are children who are not coordinated enough to dance yet, but they give it a really good go, and it's so super five adorable. to ten. Yeah. Yeah, like, that like really like more more like even like three to five. Like they're very small. Oh. Yeah. So I mean Sentai definitely skews really young. Um and I think Common Rider skews older, but yeah, I mean it is it is an early morning, like Sunday morning show for, for honestly like little little kids. I gotta say though, that as much as I can imagine that that is for the babies and it sounds super cute. If if this show ended with like, and here's a little dance that even a baby could learn for you to enjoy, I'd be into that. <laughs> you should watch Santa. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Like the thing that's always endearing about the show is just how sincere it all is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they they're totally committed to the yeah, whole thing, and it's they one hundred percent commit, and they don't mock the audience for buying into it. No. Right. That's my favorite thing about a lot of, like, that is a main draw for any media for me. Like, what I love a lot about a lot of, um, like, kaiju films is the same thing, that they just own it and enjoy themselves. It's like Final Wars is one of my favorite Godzilla movies, and it's, it's very silly and a lot of stuff doesn't make sense, but the degree to which they just run with it makes me really happy. And, yeah, I think that is something that's appealing to me with, common rider ghost is how earnest it is well and the other thing is no matter like how dark the subject matter gets and i mean like look at common rider ghost it's a show where the main character literally dies in the first episode yeah which is pretty dark but you never have a hero in the center who's like morally conflicted like who's going to do like you might have ancillary characters who have a moral conflict who who maybe go to the dark side or, or flirt with the dark side or whatever but the main mm-hmm. character is always going to be that hero. He's always going to be the, the the good person who knows what's good and what's right. And they will always prevail over any any kind of gray gray areas. It's always it's always light always wins versus dark. And that's I mean yeah. that's that's part of why it's kind of a kids show because even if things get dark, you know that your hero, even if it's not this week, next week he's going to come back from whatever it is and he's going to make things okay. And Ghost specifically is mm-hmm. like at its core like about empathy 
and like um, diversity, really, actually. Mm-hmm. It's it's like different perspectives being valid and learning to understand those perspectives before connecting with those people in order to like achieve new things. We'll see much more of the magical hugging. For a while. No. <laughs> I mean, you will, but n- not forever. Yeah, no. We're we're in the first arc of the show right now, and it definitely it it it's not it's not like forty eight episodes of of exactly this. Yeah, there's things that are happening now that continue to happen, but there are other things that just yeah. they get left behind. It, to be honest, it becomes a it becomes a much better show after the first arc has ended, in my opinion. It's it, it's a little less formulaic. I don't think it ever really finds itself. I think it finds what it w- as much of itself as it wants to, but it's yeah, it's 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 a good show, but it's not a great show, and it um, pales in comparison to some other um, more recent uh, shows that surround it. Yeah, it doesn't quite have it doesn't quite have the uh, the same. It's still better than Wizard. <laughs> I just thought Wizard was hella boring. Wizard was boring. Like if I say if I'm saying this is good. Wizard was fine. Yeah, it had some. It had it had its its moments. It also doesn't help that Wizard is unusually long, and it had this like. Coda How long is unusually long? Is it more than the fifty-two? Fifty-three episodes. Well, it's weird. I feel like what came after Wizard? Gaim came after Wizard. I feel like maybe they had some production trouble getting Gaim off the road, and they were like, "I can understand that." There was a lot yeah. of post-production to do. Yeah, and so they they just extended Wizard by like another month. Hmm. They didn't. Yeah, Wizard and Wizard had a like a two episode crossover with Gaim when it was doing its like closing, like closing post actual plot arc. Um, but I still think that's just because they were stalling for time more than anything because they didn't do it the next season. So it hadn't really, yeah, it didn't really solidify into a, a like a, this is how we're doing it um, until they did it with Drive. Okay. Oh, is that the end of the notes? Yeah, that that's, that's, that, those, are, those are my three hella long notes. Other than us talking yeah. about Godzilla. <laughs> that's a different podcast. I, I made sure to get it at once. Oxy, Oxy, I have an idea. <laughs> Don't tell Corey. Okay, here's what we do. At the end of each... We already talked about Kaiju. Podcast, we, we, just, we just start doing the Godzilla podcast and just... And, and just, and just Tack it on to the end until it she just, figures it out. It just rolls in. Just be like, oh, Corey, you might want to watch this movie as well. Which so, movie? I already watched Shin. It was amazing. I loved it. It was perfect. We can't do an entire podcast just about Shin. Yes, we can. Well, we could. We can but... frame by frame examine how CG <laughs> was used to mimic rubber suits. Like, yeah. I just don't want to talk about. I just want to talk about how second form is the most delightful form. <laughs> it's so I... happy. I am so excited because I have not been able to see Shin Godzilla since I saw it once in theaters. I've oh, only I seen it once. On. Or Blu-ray or whatever in August. Yeah, August 4th? Something, Something like, like that. Yeah, I've, got, I've already got it bookmarked on my Godzilla Amazon page. Yeah, I'm very excited. Which is a thing I have. Do you have a specific <laughs> wish list for, for Godzilla? For Godzilla movies that I do not have on Blu-ray. Um, no, actually, sorry. I, I mean, not every... like. So a bunch of Godzilla movies that I have, I got on um, quest- questionable Hong Kong versions, and the translation 
could be a little better and also the image quality isn't great so i kind of want to upgrade those so that's yeah. so i have a page of, of those plus the like ones that i don't actually have yet which is basically just shin godzilla and um the uh terrible uh u.s recent u.s godzilla Shin has like the best justification for Godzilla's name I've ever heard in a Godzilla movie. Can't even remember what it was. Now I gotta watch it again. They were just like the scientist wanted it to have God in it, and because oh, right. <laughs> it's like the ultimate minute. destructive thing. Yeah, yeah it, it was so good. I thought oh, man, you I were watched... really dissing the older American Godzilla, which I actually have. I, like the, the Matthew Broderick one? I no, love Matthew Broderick Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, where it's like, Apparently. oh, Gojira. But in, in Shin, they use Godzilla and Gojira. That's oh, right. Yes. To communicate, and they're both canon in the movie. Yes. I remember them lampshading it. I watched this movie last week called Death Kappa. And... Okay. <laughs> okay, and like... Halfway through, it turns into a kaiju film, and also it has Hideaki Anno in it. He's just acting? Yeah. That dork. It's really... You have to watch Blue Blazes. I know. I know Like He's intimidating, but amazing. Like, I mean, him, him, the person, isn't in it. He's he's a character in it, but they, they did good casting. And they Maybe do good, finish, um, good cartoon uh, effects, basically, on people. Little Witch Academia. Maybe I'll watch that. Mm. I'm halfway mm. through. I'll double mm. Oh. I'm only halfway through. You guys, you guys said it got like really good around episode twelve, and I'm not. Well, it's a trigger series, yeah, so it's okay. like you you got what you paid for with like the pleasant fluffiness that it all has, okay. with like the I was kind the of super attention to detail that is hidden, and then. And yeah, then okay. it gets places. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna stop watching it. No, it's totally up your alley with like the cutesy stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I love sushi. Yeah, because she's the best. I I like I, you may have noticed I like characters with weird voices. Like I like Frog Girl. Isn't it the same voice? Oh, could very well be. Yeah. Maybe I just yeah. like her. Maybe you found a voice actress you like. Finally, after all these years. Well, all right. I'm going to stop recording, and we can yeah. start the upload. Yeah, should we sign off in any way? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. So, where can you be found on the internet, Adam Wasserman? I can be found on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. Like it sounds. Is it, though? Anyways, so. Alexi. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ampeppers. And Corey, where can we find you? Yeah, you Corey. can find me on Twitter on the internet at Absalar. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye.